You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, fans, and welcome into the Monday, September the 25th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, brought to you by mybookie.ag. I am your host, Travis Winkfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. On today's show, the Dolphins lay an egg in New York, the fallout from the loss to the Jets 20-6 on Sunday as the Dolphins fall to 1-1, and the five takeaways from that game and what it means for the Dolphins moving forward. I hope you guys can just bear with me again for another day or two. Uh, the cold that you heard on Friday's show has only gotten worse. Can't really breathe. As you can tell with my voice, it's kind of impacting it. So I'm going to try my best to give you guys the best analysis I can this week. Uh, it's going to be a struggle, but we'll get through it. But first, I got to tell you guys about mybookie.ag. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people always ask me for advice, and usually it comes down to who to bet on. And I, I'm a bit of a degenerate gambler myself with college as well as the NFL and let me tell you this, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payout. Seriously, guys, it's just two days to get your money. I've been with a lot of other companies before that don't do it that way. And ever since I learned about mybookie.ag, I always go with them. You know who's going to win, right? Lay some cash down today, win big. And you know I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me, so mybookie.ag, that's why I'm urging you to make your way over there today. You win, they pay, they have in-game betting, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go an absolute breeze. Join now and mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Again, that's mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. And, of course, our other partner, Pro Football Focus, giving away a free PFF Edge subscription every week to one lucky contestant. The way you enter that contest is to go ahead and write a review on the show and leave your Twitter handle in the review comment. We will pick one winner every single week from the Locked On Network of Podcasts, and that person will receive the free PFF Edge subscription. It's a $40 value. gives you NFL player grades, snap counts, positional ranks. If you watch the Sunday night game on NBC, those positional grades below the players' names on the starting lineups, that's from Pro Football Focus. So it's a reputable site, and it does great work. Fantasy projections, rankings, tools, charts, NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and stats of those college teams and players, pro football focus fantasy, NFL draft articles, team and player pages featuring PFF stats. And don't forget to check out Jeff Ratcliffe, the director of fantasy for pro football focus. He will join the lockdown fantasy podcast every Thursday for 10 minutes. And Mike Renner will join the lockdown NBA podcast every Wednesday. Again, that's profootballfocus.com. Enter now for your chance to win a free PFF edge subscription. All right, guys, let's dredge on here and get to the rest of the podcast. I, again, I apologize for my voice. I know I sound like crap, but I just wanted to give you guys an episode because I feel like missing it wasn't really an option. I'm homesick today. I've been in bed watching Netflix all day, trying to avoid any television show just because I thought I would be doing that because of the Jets' victory over the Dolphins 20-6 to on Sunday. But the reason I'm avoiding it is because of the entire anthem thing. And I'm just going to tell you guys right now, you won't hear a word from me on that besides this message. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't think it has a place in football to get talked about as much as it has. So let's move on from that and get right into the five takeaways from the 20-6 to defeat of the New York Jets, a team that was, I don't know, slated to go 0-16. I've heard that they're the worst team of all time, which really isn't 
an accurate portrayal of them. They're not a good team by any means. Don't expect them to win more than three or four games this year. But they do have players that made some plays in yesterday's game. Josh McCown, I mean, he's he has helped a lot of teams get the first pick overall in the draft. That's kind of been his MO with teams in the past. But he is a much better quarterback than they would have had, for instance, if they didn't have Josh McCown. And we saw that last year with Bryce Petty playing the Saturday night game when the Dolphins absolutely destroyed the Jets at the Meadowlands 34-10 in that game. He made that big play to Robbie Anderson. He was pretty sharp in the first half. The Jets made some nice catches and, and took, the, took the game away from the Dolphins when their offense couldn't do anything. But what does this loss mean now as we get into the five takeaways here? And the first takeaway is the loss just means that they are 1-1. One one. That's all it means. I mean, last year they were 1-4. They were 0-2. Everyone was kind of selling on the season. Even I was talking about Dalvin Cook last September as my guy that I wanted to draft the entire process because J.J. hadn't become a thing yet. And the Dolphins were really struggling. And that Browns game, even that win didn't feel right. Then they lose the next two games after that just to Cincinnati and Tennessee. And you kind of felt like the season was over. And I, I think based on the general reaction I saw from Twitter yesterday, and I kind of had to put it down because it was getting to the point to where I just was getting annoyed. But a lot of fans and rightfully so, want to overreact to this game and make it out to more, make it out to be something more than what it really actually is. It just means they're one and one. They got beat. They sometimes, sometimes you don't show up. Sometimes you don't play, and that happened. And I'm not going to make ex- excuses for the distractions that are in hand. You know, the hurricane thing. Michael Thomas and Kenny still seem to really be focused on the national anthem thing, which you know every team had to deal with that though, so you can't use that as an excuse. But there are a number of things that go on in an NFL building every single day that people don't know about, and we I don't know about it. I mean, I, I host a podcast, I watch the film, I listen to the coach press conferences, I, I analyze the data, I do as much as I possibly can to educate myself on this team and then bring you guys this podcast and do my Twitter feed and you know, my live tweeting during the games and give you guys my instant reactions, and I'm just as big of fans as all you guys. I've, I've been a diehard fan of this team. Since I can remember, since I was a little kid, I remember when I was 15 years old, and my parents took me down to down to Miami for a game, and it was 2003 against the Eagles on Monday Night Football, and that was my first time seeing Ricky Williams, my favorite player of all time, and I was running around the parking lot like acting like I was Ricky. I mean, I I was 15 years old doing that. That's kind of old for that. I mean, I love this team more than they really. Nothing can bring me more joy. I'm not married. I don't have kids. Nothing can bring me more joy than like huge Dolphins victories that went over the Bills last year. Was as good as it gets. But you gotta, you just have to be grounded in reality. They, they didn't show up. They didn't play well. Jay Cutler was awful. The offensive line was awful. The receivers were bad. Kenny Stills had a terrible game. Jarvis Landry had a terrible game. And we'll get to that here in a second. The, you know, the pass defense wasn't good. But it was one game, guys. It doesn't mean the season's over by any means. It just means they're one and one They got to get it fixed. There are some issues they have to get fixed. And those showed up yesterday, on Sunday. They absolutely showed up. So there are things to look at on the roster from a from the standpoint that things might not get better. But remember that Pittsburgh Steelers game last year? The Dolphins are 1-4 and four going into that game. I wasn't even interested in that game because I thought the season was over, and they come out and they lay it on the Steelers. How do you think Pittsburgh felt after that game? How do you think Pittsburgh felt after the game yesterday against the Bears? How do you think the Bucks felt losing to Case Keenum in the Minnesota Vikings? How do you think the Oakland Raiders felt with their awesome offense going out to Washington and getting thoroughly dominated. I mean, a lot of teams got beat by inferior teams yesterday. The Packers were struggling with the Bengals. The Ravens got smacked by Blake Bortles' four touchdown passes. Bad games happen. It happens in every sport, every year, every week. Teams play lower than their level, their capability. 
than they're capable of, I should say. And it happened to the Dolphins, and it happened to come against the Jets, who were fired up for their home opener, and they got these good performances from Jamal Adams and Josh McCown and Robbie Anderson and Bilal Powell and Sharon Peak and all these guys beating the crap out of the Dolphins. And, and they didn't come ready to play. A lot of the players said they had a bad week in practice, and they didn't come ready to play, and it showed. And they got beat, and they're one and one Got to get it fixed for New Orleans. I don't. I didn't like the New Orleans matchup from the start of the year. We'll get to that more on Thursday. But there's no reason to think that they're automatically going to lose that game. I mean, the Saints have a hard time stopping the run. Dolphins still have an elite running back in JHI. So Dolphins are 1-1. One one. That's all it means. Don't overreact too much. If it happens again to New Orleans, again to Tennessee, again to Atlanta, and they fall down to 1-4, and four, then start hitting the panic button, okay? But right now, 1-1. One one, that's all it means. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Takeaway number two, I talked about the receivers and how poor of a performance some of those guys had. And the offense as a whole just has not been that good this year. One touchdown in two games is not good enough. Jay Cutler falling off of his back foot and throwing the ball high and wide and all over the place, it's not good enough. Left guard position, Anthony Steen and Jesse Davis, and I haven't gotten to the snap counts on that yet in that rotation. I know they were pretty much the same as game number one in terms of about a two-to-one split in terms of reps. They weren't good enough. Jermon Bushrod was not good enough. Laramie Tunzel has not been good enough through two games at left tackle. Julius Thomas was not good enough. This offense has some holes right now, and Adam Gaze mentioned it at his press conference today, his media availability, how they're looking to make some roster changes and some lineup changes, and I think what you'll see that come from is in their packages and the fact that they've basically trotted out Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, and Devontae Parker on every single snap. Julius Thomas got a big demotion yesterday, going from just about every snap to about half the snaps. So I think you're going to see a lot more two tight end sets, maybe more effort on running the ball, just like they did in the Pittsburgh Steelers game. So or in, back in 2016, they did the exact same thing when they came out with more Marquise Gray, and they got Jay Ajayi going with early and often in that game. Expect to see the exact same thing. Adam Gase has been here before. He'll get it corrected. But the offense does have to pick it up. I mean, Kenny Stills had a really bad game. He just didn't really create any separation. Jarvis Landry had a drop. Devontae Parker had a drop. Jarvis Landry was open in the end zone. Jay Cutler threw it in between the two receivers. I'm not really sure what that was. Cutler was flat out awful yesterday. I don't have the film yet. It comes out tomorrow. I will check on that for you guys for the Wednesday podcast, but he was bad in this game. So offense got to step it up at all levels. Jawan James is pretty good again in this game, so I won't say anything negatively about him. Mike Pouncey got his butt kicked by some bigger defensive tackles in the Jets, so Pretty much everyone besides Jawan James, you know, kind of gets a fire lit under you for this game. And JHI, I mean, didn't really have much to work with. So that's takeaway number two. Offense has not been good enough. Takeaway number three, and this was a concern of mine coming into the season, and it remains a large concern. The secondary was not good enough, and it's going to be a real problem for the rest of the year. Once they get TJ McDonald back, that could help the safety play because Nate Allen was dreadful again for the second straight game. And he had some good tape at the end of last year I thought would maybe translate over, but it has not so far. We know about Byron Maxwell. He's pretty much an easy completion at any time the offense wants at this point. Alteron Werner comes into the game, gets smoked for a 69-yard touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson. It's it's just a problem. It's It's been a problem. Xavier Howard and Adam Gase talked about it in his availability today. 
saying that you know he competes in practice and plays well, but then he doesn't trust himself in the games, and, and some of those errors start showing up. So the secondary is a big concern. I don't really know how else to say it, but it could be a problem going forward. Takeaway number four, the run defense is actually pretty damn good. Devon Godshow has another great game. Shows up again and plays a great game. And Dominican Sue, awesome game like usual. Cameron Wake had two sacks. Maybe they, I don't know if they gave him credit for the second sack. He at least had one and a half. But he was awesome in that game, beating the crap out of Brandon Shell from the first drive of the game. So the run, and he had to tackle for loss too, which, you know, run defense hasn't been his forte over the last couple of years, but he showed up in that sense as well. So the Dolphins run defense looking pretty strong. Going to have to get those leads and, and get those pass rushers going out some more rather than playing from behind. And that kind of falls back on the offense too. But the run defense so far has been pretty good. And then finally, takeaway number five. This is the one that really bothers me the most because I have such high regards to this coach, and it's Adam Gaze. This was his first real stinker. I mean, these guys weren't prepared to play. The offense lacked, you know, ingenuity and and, and innovativeness, if that's a word. They lacked a lot of things. So Adam Gaze comes out and, and just... He even, he even said it himself, they got the crap beat out of them yesterday, and he didn't use the word crap. So not a good performance on all levels from this team, coaching staff, players, you know, organization, just a whole entire loss. They always say that it's a total building win when you win a game. This was a total building loss. No one individual to put it on, but you can talk about some of the poor performances and the poor plays from the individual. So that's, that's it, guys. That's it for today's show. I'm going to go back to bed. I got about six tissues laying on the ground here. Uh, as I mentioned, this is the Lockdown Dolphins podcast brought to you by mybookie.ag. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. If you write that rating on the Apple or on the uh, Apple podcast, go ahead and write you down your Twitter handle on there as well for a chance to win a free PFF Edge subscription. And be sure to check out the other Lockdown Sports podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the show at Lockdown Fins. And check out thirdand10.com. Be back tomorrow on Tuesday with another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Hopefully I'm feeling better for you guys by then. And uh, you'll get your daily dose of Dolphins football. Fins up. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.